Hey, what's poppin' guys? Welcome back to the Dells Rays Podcast. I'm here, I'm Spencer, and my brother's a little bit under the weather today, so I'm gonna be doing this by myself. So, let's get started with episode two of season four of the Dells Rays Podcast. Let's start off just like how we start off every single podcast with We Got Ice. So let's go around the league and let's see who's injured, who's not, how is it gonna affect these teams? So let's start off with Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Cole Calhoun, a key outfielder on their team, will be out for 10 days with surgery for his hamstring. Hopefully he'll be able to make a comeback. Cattell Marte, the second baseman, will also be out on the 10-day IL with a similar hamstring injury. So we went to Atlanta, one of my favorite catchers that's exploded since leaving my favorite team, the New York Mets, Travis Darnall. Yeah, so he's a catcher, 60-day IL, his surgery for his thumb. Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert, uh, center fielder, will be out for 10 days. We go to Los Angeles, Rendon, the starting third baseman, day-to-day with a knee problem right now. Not looking too good. Um, the Dodgers, not looking good either, as they are not even, they can't even take first place. San Diego can't take first place. San Francisco's winning because they don't have the injuries. The Dodgers, Dustin May, 10-day IL, but he's getting Tommy John surgery. So honestly, he's probably not coming back for at least another year and a half. And then you also got David Price, another starting pitcher, 10-day IL, with a hamstring surgery. He's really dwindling down to the end of his career, and he can't even stay for a full season, not looking good for him. Milwaukee, Yelly, Yellick, back on the 10-day IL with another back strain. He's been breaking down the superstar he used to be. His back is so messed up. Unbelievable stuff. The Mets, Jacob deGrom, he's day-to-day after right lat inflammation, in his uh, right lat, and, it, it, I mean, he got cut from his start, but it seems to be minor. It's not something that's supposed to be that crazy, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. And we move on to the other side of New York, Ron Adore. He's actually taken away from last night's game with the Astros, day-to-day, with left leg problem. Last but not least, San Francisco, Alex Dickerson is day-to-day as well. So, but now, then we went on all the We Got Ice stuff. There's a bunch of different things to talk about as far as what's been going on these past couple weeks. We haven't been able to post as frequently, so but we're going to be getting back on the schedule of every Wednesday, recapping each week of what's going on in the MLB. So today or yesterday was uh, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, Star Wars fans. Yes, that was yesterday for everyone who didn't know. A little alliteration, analogy, metaphor, whatever you want to call it. That was definitely for that. So the first news we have is the New York Yankees Revenge Tour. That's what I've been seeing all over social media. And honestly, I'm here for it. I'm sorry for your Astros fan, but I feel like you deserve what's going on right now. If only at 100% capacity, we'll wait till May 19th. I believe New York and New Jersey, the tri-state area, will have 100% capacity back. I know Florida just got 100% capacity. It's going to be a little crazy. Um, to see like all these different states and what they're going to do. And the teams have to decide, oh, do we want to follow in suit? A bunch of different things going on. But regardless, the Yankees, they take a 7-3 win. From what I've heard and saw on TV and heard from other articles, other people who were beat writers for the Yankees, MLB at the game, it was brutal. Altuve would come up, they boo him, Bregman. I heard he also got a home run, first pitch. That probably didn't help the booing. They were definitely making fun of him, what he was doing, and Correa as well. So all in all, Yankees got fans got their first chance after two years of waiting to boo their opposing Houston Astros in a regular season game. We move on to Clayton Kershaw. 
Wow, what, he was struggling, I'll tell you that. 39 pitches in one inning to start off a 7-1 loss. He gave up four earned runs in the first inning. That's the least he's ever pitched in any game in his whole career. The second least amount of pitches, or at least innings he's pitched, was one in a third, and that was in 2010 versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Is he falling from heaven? Has Kershaw finally fallen from heaven? Is he not the guy that, that everyone knew that the Dodgers ace would be? Is he really that guy that everyone says he is? It, 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 you know, he's, did he fall from heaven? Did, is he, we know he can't pitch in the postseason. We always knew that. But the regular season, he, he's been one of the top guys. At least the past five, six years. Maybe the past two years. But he's always been in the conversations. Pop, top five, top ten pitchers in the National League. At least the National League. Sometimes Major League Baseball as a whole. But with Kershaw doing that bad, it makes you question, like I said before, is he really falling? Is he done? Was that ring his last ring? Because now you see that Dustin May is injured. David Price is injured. Now that rotation that consisted of Kershaw, Bauer, May, Price, and Bueller, two of those guys are gone, and one and your ace doesn't even know how to pitch anymore. Dodgers fans, if you're listening... I pray for you. I pray that your team is able to come back from this, especially Kershaw, get out of the strut. I pray that my team can get out of the strut. Talk about my team get out of the strut, the New York Mets. Let's talk about the bench-clearing moment. Dom Smith gets a fine. Boy, what I was I fired about this. I was like, you kidding me? Jose Alvarado, he starts talking garbage to him, and then he starts talking garbage back. They're both cleared. Jose Alvarado, I believe it was a three-game or it was a five-game suspension. And he's appealing it, of course. You're going to appeal it no matter what. It doesn't matter if you did it or you didn't do it. You're going to appeal it. And that's what happens. But Dom Smith got fined because of what he said after the game. In a post-game interview, he said, If you want to come, you want to... I'm a man. Come fight me afterwards. Obviously, he didn't go fight him. But he was fined for saying that. This is not the NFL. This is not the no-fun league. This is Major League Baseball. This should be fun. This should be great sport to watch. This isn't NFL. This isn't the no-fun league. We want to keep on the same track or no fun league and benches clearing. Go to Cincinnati. Just yesterday, Amir Garrett, uh, relief pitcher, seven game suspension for starting stuff with Javi Baez of the Chicago Cubs. I don't know as much about that as to do about the Mets of Phillies game. I wasn't able to watch that, but I did hear about it. And let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Let us know. Uh, but let's go to the next thing. We'll talk about the Mets shakeup. They really had a shakeup with their staff. After 23 games played, the Mets decided to let go after their 6-5 loss to the St. Louis Cardinals. Let go of their hitting coach, Chili Davis, who is a home run derby champion. He's been with the team, I believe, since around 2016. And their assistant head coach, Tom Slater. They replaced him with Hugh Qualdebaum, who has around three years of minor league service with the Detroit Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles. And he's well-liked. He's actually the organization for the Mets. He's the, he was the Mets hitting development coach. Like, overall, not just, for made, like, not just for the Major League team, the whole Mets organization. So he's got the call-up to play, or not play, but be the Mets hitting coach in general. And then they also have Kevin Howard, who's going to be the assistant head coach, or his assistant hitting coach. He's 12 years in minor league service. Uh, between independent ball and all these different, like Cincinnati, Los Angeles. I believe he played for New York Yankees. Like all these different teams he's played for in the minor leagues. Uh, he provides great experience. He actually, before he got promoted to the position, he also worked for the Mets organization as a whole. And he was player development 
um, management, I believe. And he basically just oversaw like quality coaches, stuff like that. But honestly, I don't know if this is the right move. As a Mets fan, or even as a baseball fan, even as an analytic statistician, I don't know if this is the right move. They were saying that Pete Alonso was crying in the locker room when he found out over Twitter that his favorite coach was fired. A lot of players liked his coach, Chili Davis. Jeff McNeil was known to like him. J.D. Davis, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Dom Smith, Pete Alonso, all the guys that were on the team around 2017, 2018. You can even argue Robinson Cano. But th- th- that mentality of just letting him go so soon to the season, it- it's either going to help you in the end because you're going to have a brand new hitting staff. You're going to hopefully punch the Mets hit players in the gut and they'll be like, oh, we got to start hitting now. Our jobs are on the line. Or it's just going to get worse. And I- and. For the Mets' sake, I hope it does not get worse. This one's the last article, last piece of news. Before we jump into the standings, and it, it's really light. It, it made me laugh a little bit, <laughs> as you kind of see. The they had the MLB Players uh, League. I want to. I forgot when that was. Right before the season started, I think in 2020, they had their own Players League, where they basically played an MLB the Show on PS4 before it came out for Xbox. And they have their own little tournament and a league going on before we actually got to see them play on the field. And that was really awesome to see how they interact with each other. They played video games. They talked about their teammates, clubhouse stories. Really awesome interactive experience. So Jesus Lozardo, yeah, he broke his finger over reach quitting in a video game. And it's pretty embarrassing, guys. If you're an athletics fan, to look up and see, oh, injuries, MLB.com. Jesus Lozardo, broken finger over a video game. Really? <laughs> That's really funny to think about, but it's just, come on, really? You broke your finger over a video game? I mean, I guess it's a story to tell, but it just shows you it's 2021. It's not the 80s anymore. It's definitely not the early 2000s. But let's, before we finish off for this week, let's jump into the standings. Let's see who's up, who's down, who's in the middle. So start with the American League, go to the East. Boston Red Sox still on top, 18 and 12, followed by Toronto, 14 and 13. And this, this division is actually really tight. Yankees are 15 and 14. The Rays are 15 and 15. Orioles are 14 and 15. This is anybody's race. Honestly, anyone in the ALEs could overtake the division within the next week. We could totally see a flip flop. AL Central. Kansas City doesn't have as much to leave as they did the past couple weeks. They're 16 and 11. Chicago White Sox are 16 and 12. They're both contending. Whatever team loses is definitely going to be moving up or moving down. The other team will take their spot. Cleveland's 14 and 13, Minnesota 11 and 17, and the bottom of the pack 8 and 22. Not looking good for Detroit. And we round out the American League with the West Division 18 and 12 for the Oakland A's. Seattle gets bumped down to second place for this week 16 and 14. Houston's 15 and 14. The LA Angels are 13 and 14, and Texas Rangers are 14 and 17. So, to quick recap, the division leaders are Oakland Athletics, Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox, which means that the two wildcard teams would be the Chicago White Sox and the Seattle Mariners. We went to the National League, the East, another division up in the air. Philly is 15-15 and an even 500. Washington's 12-13. The Mets are 11-12. Atlanta's 13-16. And, and Miami is 12-16. The National League Central Division is headlined by both St. Louis and Milwaukee, who are 17-12 and 17-13 respectively. Cincinnati 13 and 15, Chicago's 13 and 16, and Pittsburgh is 12 and 12 wins and 16 losses. Honestly, looking at all these different divisions, the only team that's really not in the running for anything would probably be Detroit and then possibly Minnesota. 
The National League is pretty tight as well. Moving on to the National League West. San Francisco still on top, 18-11, followed by the Dodgers, 17-13. The Padres with the same exact record. And Arizona's 15 wins. And Colorado with 10 and 19 record. So, in a recap of the National League, we'll have Philadelphia Phillies leading the East. St. Louis uh, Cardinals leading the Central. San Francisco uh, Giants leading the West. And then we'd have actually a three-way tie between the Milwaukee Brewers, Los Angeles Dodgers, and San Diego Padres. How they do do it is they will, I don't know if they do it like they did in 2019 or 2018 in the past years, they will have an extra game to decide who will play who, an extra wild card game, which is really fun to see. I hope it happens in all honesty. So if you're a fan of these teams, just look at the playoff picture right now. We got the Giants, Cardinals, Phillies, Dodgers slash Padres, Brewers, Athletics, Mariners, White Sox, Royals, and the Boston Red Sox. Honestly, the American League totally flipped me side to side. It's my prediction of what was going to happen this season. But again, we're only, what, 30 games of the season, 35, almost 40. We're not even halfway there yet. We're, we're almost 25% of the way through the 2021 season. And that's crazy to think about. But I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to see. Season 4 is episode 2 of season 4 of the Delos Rays podcast. Make sure to check our link in the bio. Follow us at, at follow us on Instagram at Delos underscore Rays underscore podcast for more information how you can get involved. We're looking for a lot of people to join on um, and be guests on our weekly episodes because we want to give back to the fans that have been giving back to us ever since season 1. Thank you so much again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.